Hey everybody, welcome to LeafCast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. Who am I? Oh, Steve. Yeah. He always has so many problems with his name, man. He should get a simple... I mean, he really can't get it actually a more simple name than Steve. His name could Steve be... Steve Jobs. Oh, my name is Steve Jobs. I invented the iPhone. Well, Good. in that case, uh, <laughs> we, we, we need to talk about uh, a loan or something there, Steve. <laughs> You're welcome. You can come to my. Uh, if you're a billionaire, uh, if you're a billionaire, we're, we're going to talk. Anyways, this is the Linux Cast. Uh, we talk about Linuxy things. Uh, we're back to normally doing the news this week, so it should be more entertaining than last week, I think. So uh, that's what our plan is. We have what six wonderful pieces of news for, to share with you today. But first, as we usually do it, which we actually forgot to do last week, by the way. Uh, we just jumped into the review. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done this week in open source. So, Josh, take us away. What have you done this week? Uh, I've been struggling with my servers because, you know, uh, I Tyler can't be the only one with with hardware-related issues. I've been uh, dealing with uh, some some kernel bugs, and then somebody, was, somebody said something fa- uh, verifiably false uh, on uh, how app images are the world's fastest packaging format. So I'm working on proving them wrong because uh, so far I've recompiled Audacity 17 times, uh, three three times as a as a flat pack, four times as an app image. I've even I've I'm currently I've got a tab open over here right now with uh, documentation on how to build a snap package. <laughs> Someone has so, uh, way too much time on their hands. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. And uh, but anyways, uh, what's going on with the server right now is that my kernel keeps crashing on me. And I don't know why. <laughs> what? What? what uh, Gentoo distro? Gentoo? Uh, no, it's actually uh, it's actually Red Hat. Yeah, that re- straight to the source. <laughs> yeah, you really shouldn't have any kernel problems on Red Hat. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be, but apparently I am. So uh, what? What's going to happen is that you know uh, this is a paid subscription on the server, so that means I can actually give Red Hat a phone call, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be doing after the podcast. That sounds like fun. You should stream the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be very interesting to hear what that sounds uh, like. Believe it or be not, illegal. Uh, it, it it is illegal because it, there's an NDA agreement in the in the contract. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shame. It's it's also uh, it's also a work related server, so uh, uh-huh. can't can't really do anything with that. It's not it's not the personal server. Okay. All right, Steve. What have you been up to this week? A lot. A, a lot. A lot. A lot. Nah. Where should I begin? Um. I was uh, working, of course, on Zero Linux. Uh, uh, Zero G has been updated, uh, done, uh, done with. XFCE, it exists. I'm not going to up- update anything. I'm just going to build a new version with updated packages. But Zero G is at where everything lies because uh, I have been dealing with uh, a lot of issues related to Wayland lately, uh, especially when it comes to KDE and Wayland, which is a nightmare and a half. Uh, on GNOME, no issues. It simply works. On NVIDIA, I enabled it. I logged in. I launched my app. Even OBS records the screens, records Windows, no issues. Uh, GNOME and Wayland are like uh, a marriage made in heaven. Mm, not so on KDE. Uh, on KDE, it works for a lot of people that I know, but it doesn't work for me. So, uh, like I, I said last week, uh, I spent 16 hours on the script and I optimized. I just continued optimizing it. Now I made sure that the users are warned three times before applying it because apparently they still refuse to read the warnings in the, uh, in the terminal, in the output. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping with three warnings, uh, I think they will... Uh, reconsider and read uh and i optimized all my scripts now they tell the you ask the user are you sure are you sure are you really really sure uh because i i'm sick and tired of people clicking the button and it telling them what it's going to do and them not reading so i did a lot of reading i did a lot of learning about bash scripting uh, and how to prompt the user uh, if they really want to do something. If yes, then do continue. If not, cancel and exit and stuff like that. I'm not a scripter. I am not a developer by any stretch of the imagination. I had to learn all these things. Uh, and I spent the entire week last week uh, on GNOME because I was uh, switching also the extensions from being packages 
to user extensions, no longer system-based extensions, because uh, by them being system extensions, I have to manage all the packages and the, there's uh, versioning uh, discrepancies between the, uh, the extension on the extensions website and the AUR package. Uh, the AUR, it says version 11 and on the extensions website is version 83. So it like uh, has nothing to do. Uh, and I am sick and tired of the uh, the extensions on the AUR being maintained by completely different people than the actual creators of the extensions. So I was like, uh, and and it's a, it's a uh, I'm shooting uh, shooting two birds with one, uh, one stone uh, by the, by the extensions becoming user extensions. They can update them themselves. They receive a notification on the extensions app. Uh, telling them there's an update for the extension. They reload the uh, the shell, the GNOME shell, if they're on X11. Done deal. They don't need to do anything. But if they're on Wayland, uh, they have to log out and log back in. But other than that, uh, I'm done with GNOME. KDE is done. We updated the rice. What you see uh, behind me here, this look, is the final look of Zero Linux that will stay and will never change. That's it. I'm done oh, with yeah. changing. That I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that last part there, I'm calling BS on, man. You've changed your... No, 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 no. Because I'm doing the work. I'm sick of doing the work. And uh, it adds more uh, more work for me. But if I change the rice every time I release a version, I have to I'm change just, what the you restore to defaults does. You seem to like the, the work, though, Steve. I'm just saying... I used to. I used to. I used to. But from now on, if, if I want to work on a new rice, it's going to be available as a standalone rice rather than making the distro look different. Mm. Uh, the downloadable version look different. So uh, I'm, go I'm going to be working on, the w on a section of the website to have a stand. Uh, when you click uh, customization, it's going to give you a whole page of all the upcoming uh, rices, all the prices I add. And the tool will be updated as well. I'm working with Teddy. Uh, a wonderful person on my server uh, to update the tool to have a page dedicated to all the upcoming rices so they see the screenshot they click apply or revert back to default uh, so a lot of work was, uh, has been going on for uh, zero Linux and I've been using Debian for the past week uh, Debian 12 bookworm uh, for some reason on KDE they don't ship uh, the non-free uh, repositories you have to add them manually yourself but on GNOME they're there, they're there. just check them but on KDE, no. It links you to a web to their website where you have to copy the URL, deb uh, https deb dot bookworm dot or dot debian dot whatever. Anyway, they, you have to add the repo manually, copy paste it into sources dot list. Uh, other than that, the installation of NVIDIA drivers was easier than Arch. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you enable that repository. You you say sudo apt install NVIDIA drivers. Done. Yep, NVIDIA dash drivers, and then it just sets it all up for you, and you just reboot the system once it's done. And Wayland works on KDE on Debian. I don't understand why on Arch it's not working, but hey, I've been scratching my head for the past week. I can't Arch packages things weird. Uh, anyways, uh, for me, I have been gaming quite a bit i'll talk about that later video also, games yeah i also wrote a script that will randomly apply, apply a wallpaper and uh, change all the pie wall stuff to go along with it which was fun spent some time doing that and what else did i do this week um i did some more of my python course i still suck at python and other than that i did a lot of work like it's been a long freaking week is what it's been um, Same. <laughs> just, Same. I I very very ca came very very close to canceling today's podcast because I just wanted to take the day off, but I was like, "F it, I'll just do it." So here we are, as enthusiastic as that seemed. Let's go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, let's see here, uh, Steve. The best news. Yes, Steve. Why don't you take us first? Which one do you want to do first? I'm gonna do the light one first. More more uh, plasma six updates. Uh, more Wayland updates. Yes, uh, because it still doesn't work for me. <laughs> it's still having that pl the shell crashing on me because I have multiple monitor thingy majiggy. Uh, but apparently, it's not happening for only multi-monitor people. It's happening to some people on a regular desktop with single monitor. I'm not the only one. Uh, but others still on my server are convinced that Wayland is ready for some odd reason. 
I, I finally gave up. I told them, you want to talk Wayland? Talk among, amongst each other. Just don't include me in the conversation. Because I, since it doesn't work for me, I have nothing to say. So, but uh, yeah, overall, uh, more work, more updates, uh, more optimizations. The only thing I want them to to do for me, if, if, if I can get in touch with Nicolo and him not yelling at me, uh, revert spectacle back to what it was please please i beg you i beg you the spec the current spectacle really is annoying <laughs> it looks like something from the uh from the mid 2000s uh just use buttons flame off. shot i hate flame shot Why? Uh, uh it's because i'm used to spectacle i'm used to a window and when i want to do annotations i just do them inside the window whereas flame shot it just adds like three buttons on the right, six buttons at the bottom. I'm like, I don't want to hover over every button to know what it does. That's why uh, you look at the key bindings and use key bindings like a normal. Person. I don't use key bindings. I just click print screen, annotate. You're like, send. A, I'm pretty sure you're like 800 years old. You're like 800 years old, right? I'm a GUI like kind of person. I don't <laughs> like to wonder about things. Uh, I want them. I want things easy, and Spectacle makes it easy. My my uh, biggest complaint about KDE right now is that I've got a I've got five monitors connected to my desktop system, uh, all of which are connected over DisplayPort. Now, when I open up the monitor configuration in KDE, it lists every single monitor as display port without the port number so i have no idea which yes. monitor is which uh josh <laughs> i will agree with you 100 percent because when i the only time i was able to log into wayland uh it called my my uh, the monitor the middle the center monitor which is display port uh it called the dp-1 which is normal yeah i went to x11 it's called dp well in my case just dp just in, dp in my, in my case Everything is just called display DP. port. Display, ah, display port, port, not DP. Yeah. Just display oh, yeah, port. Yeah, on X11 no numbers, is display port. No numbers, yeah. no differentiators, or anything. It's just display yeah, on port. On X11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, it's on. It's on like that. Uh, it's like that for me on both X and Wayland. <laughs> oh no, for me it's display port on X11 and DP-1 on Wayland. That's why I'm having a lot of issues with uh, LatteDoc. Because it cannot be convinced to, 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 if I tell it to open on DP-1 on Wayland, it will not open on X11. I have to tell it to open on primary. It's called primary. So because whatever I it said, looks primary. like for, in terms of fixes for KDE, they've changed. They've basically just been fixing bugs here. Nothing. Yeah, it's 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 bugs. Nothing new. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said, please bring back the, spec the old spectacle <laughs> because the current one with the buttons laid out like that is so annoying. Just use flame shot. <laughs> um, anyways, the also I'm gonna get a whole bunch of shit for saying you're too old, so I apologize to about that. I, I no, I'm not too. Old. I am too old. I am too old. You're saying the truth. I'm not. I'm not. People don't don't defend me. I am old. I am older than uh, the boss here. I don't know if I'm older than Josh, but. Maybe with the I'm as old as I need to be. Well, okay. That, I stopped aging that at 29, that. so. <laughs> um. Dude, I'll just say, I'll just tell you one, uh, just uh, just tell you that you are as old as my youngest brother, so. You're still young. You're still young. <laughs> because I stopped aging at 29. I'm not actually 29. <laughs> I know. My youngest brother, is, I know. Well, you're the. Uh, I'm just not gonna say your age publicly, but uh, you're you're my brother's age, so there's five years difference between you and I. All right, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, Josh. I give him a compliment, he doesn't take it. What the? I'm not good at taking compliments. Never have been. Josh, your first one. Well, Matt, you know, since since you're gaming a bit more lately, supposedly, uh, I I figure I'd I'd talk about this article first because you know you you run the YouTube channel that's the largest of the, of the three of us here. So as a result, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna delve in a little bit into like video game reviews at some point. So wouldn't it be nice to see how much video memory your uh, your video game is consuming on your system? Because that's exactly what Intel is working on right now. Uh, it's gonna oh, be part Intel of the. Again. Yeah, of course it's going to be Intel because you know I'm 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 full on Intel graphics shill right now because you know we need we need that competition in in, in that market. Don't get uh, me wrong, I love you Intel, but I divorced you long ago. So <laughs> divorce is old. Now. But yeah, anyways, uh, 
it it's going to they're working on it in the i915 driver which is the driver that they're going to be depreciating for the for xc but it is also going to be in the xc driver wait i i i915 is going to be depreciated yeah because uh they're moving on remind to the me when 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 because uh, i need to remove it from my grub uh once they once uh you know xc becomes like actually stable and usable okay so in 500 years okay, yeah in about 500 years but anyways uh it it'll just show it'll you can just cut it out in slash proc. Uh, Pharonix actually has a screenshot of what it will look like, and uh, you know it looks about as exciting as as any any monochromatic uh, output would look. But <laughs> it gives you the process IDs. It tells you uh, it gives you the numbers on how much memory is being consumed. It shows you the render, the copy, the video video acceleration if it's if it's needed. You know, just H top style, and then it gives you the application name at the very end too. Which realistically. Uh, it's it's a big it's not necessarily like a big deal for like us but like for the person that's like doing but say somebody like in Pharonix's position where you know they they Pharonix does like benchmarks for video game performance this is actually a huge deal for them or if you're do, doing anything like professional work and uh say you need to uh connect to like uh some some uh, media editor's uh, workstation because you know he's saying that his graphics performance is running a little slow, slow on the, on the blender. You connect to it, the cat, cat out the FD info file, and then uh, is you he can blending see some meat, blending some meat. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, you can see exactly just like is the GPU being over, is the GPU running out of memory or not? It's it's actually super nice to have. I need I need something like that for Nvidia. Is that only going to work for Intel cards? It's only going. It's only for Intel cards. So well, nobody's no. actually no. going to be using this. Actually, not exactly. There's uh, AMD. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's a document that of something they're working on. Finally, I needed to post. I, w- I was thinking of posting that as a news article, but since I don't have an AMD card, I was like, I don't. I wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But uh, it's something along the lines final, of them finally creating a uh, control, a sort of a early control panel for AMD GPU. It's like a control center for AMD GPU. There will, there will be no, no fancy stuff like on Windows, but it'll have uh, some limited uh, fan controls and uh, alerts if it gets too hot, alerts if it gets, uh, well, if the fans stop uh, in mid-render or something. If anything goes wrong with the card, basically, you get an, uh, a notification or something because it will be running in the background as a service. Yet another service that will, that will be eating memory, but whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're working on a, con- a sort of a control panel for AMD GPUs, the open source drivers, because well. AMD is going full open source. If you want to go next level on like uh, driver support, just just get an Intel Intel chip. Uh, you and uh, like learn the Intel tooling because I can just call I can just run sudo sysctl and I can overclock my GPU. <laughs> you can't well, do that. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the AMD 7800 XD. So Josh <laughs> always has these questions about why none of his systems work consistently. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, part of the reason. Just go full AMD. My next upgrade, which will be in 20, 2030, I just locked it down at 2030. It's only six years from now. Uh, but uh, five, seven years from now. But uh, it's going to be a complete system, uh, AMD system. My, my desktop will completely turn to AMD. I'm removing any traces of anything else. By that time, we Except won't have RAM, computers anymore. We'll ha- all have chips in our brains. Oh no! <laughs> we won't have chips in our brains. We'll we'll have the VR headsets, and we live eternally in V in, ver, oh, in VR. Oh no no! Those aren't headsets. VR, those yeah. are goggles, man. <laughs> you gotta have the goggles. Yeah, and Apple's <laughs> VR. <laughs> By the way, I want to go on a small tangent, very short, because I don't think you guys follow that. I just want to see if anyone in the. I'm not following chat. Maybe somebody in chat will be interested. But Disney is currently in. Uh, in debt, they, they're they're short on cash. Their whole liquid assets are valued at two hundred million, million, not billion. Uh, and that's a multi-billion-dollar company who lost all their money because they were doing they were killing every franchise they can they were buying. Uh, but the good the good news is somebody's buying Star Wars franchise. It's no longer gonna be there. 
somebody uh, stepped to the plate and they're going to be buying the, the Star Wars franchise and bringing it back to what it was on the, uh, as it was on the original trilogy. And you there mean, are rumors that that person is a Saudi prince who's from Lebanese origins. Josh, do you have any clue what's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, it's a small tangent. I I, I no, wanted no, to get it no, off no, my no, chest no, because no. it's great news for me. Okay, That's not okay. A so small tangent. So, uh, Florida decided that Florida and Disney are still having fights with each other. Uh, if if you're an American, uh, you know Disney's been doing some like next level legal moves against uh, Flor Florida because you know Florida Florida did has been passing a couple of anti-trans and. and and such laws because you know apparently woke, woke culture is bad culture and we're teaching yeah. kids how to be trans in school even though it's only uh last i checked uh there were uh in athletics in the state of florida there was only two uh tra tra transgender oh, people in high school athletics for the entire state last year completely con complete control of this podcast yeah 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 so sorry it's, it's, sorry it's, it's my fault it, it's but, related uh, to that and uh basically what happened is that the uh the uh, Flor the florida tax department basically just asked disney to pay up on all their back debt <laughs> which uh yeah is what they... raises their cat which is what ca caused their uh cash flow yeah, issues bankruptcy almost bankrupt bankruptcy but uh, it's i just wanted to mention the good news yep. that star wars are getting back uh, to, to to normalcy and the person buying it is from or lebanese origins so sure <laughs> would be nice if you know star wars released a good movie to go with all their other amazing content because you know some you get watching those tv shows that they put out the past the, the past couple years it almost makes you a star wars fan again <laughs> and then you watch the movie you're yeah. just like oh my goodness what happened <laughs> I'm just happy that, uh, that they are going to the, his first act if he gets it because it's being sold for eight billion dollars is to cancel uh, Kathleen Kennedy's stuff, which is uh, the, 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 the sequels and the woke stuff. But uh, other than that, I'm happy. I just I was so happy to see the news today. I needed to mention it. <laughs> Why isn't Sorry, this I'm, on I'm any like TV actual news sites? Uh, who knows. It's it. I, I can link you to the video. It's by somebody called the Demian. So uh, you have random you, person on YouTube spills no, no, out not the random. news. He's not random. <laughs> He's not random. He's got connections with people who actually work in at Disney. Yeah, I also have connections with people who work at the NSA and the CIA. <laughs> you know, I've got I've got RSS feeds, and that's how I know yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, small tangent, but uh, let's get back to the news. Okay. Well, no, no, now we got to figure out if this is true. Damn it! Hey, hey, Matt, 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 can we just talk about Valve being good guys again? No, <laughs> please. Fine. Uh, I think so. That was mine, right? I've, 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 yeah. You guys completely <laughs> take me off my game. Um, you had your fun in the eighties. Who are you? Like fourteen years old? Come on, man! Everybody likes Star Wars except for me. <laughs> I, I don't actually like Star Wars. Um, I love Star Wars, <laughs> but not as much as Star Trek. More of a Trekkie, yeah. Um, hmm. Anyways, so Valve has rolled out a big update with a UI refresh, though I didn't actually see much different in the UI, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't spend much time, you know, roaming around, so maybe there was stuff that I missed. Um, anyways, they've they've redesigned the in-game overlay, which... Does anybody actually ever use the in-game overlay? You do? Yes. I never have. Maybe twice. Because I cheat. Because I cheat, and I need you need you need to get to well, a browser fast. Okay. Uh, it's it's actually really convenient if you know you're playing those games that support Steam's remote play, which I do, which I run with uh, friends quite often, and uh, that and uh, the overlay is actually quite nice for managing that. Yeah, I don't do any of that stuff. I just get in there and play now games. They have also, a blur, uh, now, helps that I don't have. Friends, now they have a blur so. effect. Now they yeah. have a blur effect when you bring them. Yeah. Excellent. Another yeah. thing to crash. Wayland or, or Rex were. <laughs> Anyways, Steam has released the the big news here was, was that they're enabling um, hardware acceleration in the Steam UI, so that should make the entire thing way faster. Although from what I've heard, there's some serious bugs uh, in it. Uh, I can talk about them because uh, I have people on my server who uh, tell me all about the bugs. Anyway, supposedly uh, there's there's one that causes it to use a whole bunch of memory. And then there's another one that causes Xorg to completely crash. 
Um, yes. So yeah. Uh, this... Not only that. Not not only that. It uh, sometimes freezes. It still runs in the background, and you can still click the icon in the tray and get uh, select library or store or whatever, but it won't open. It just w it will blink and crash, blink and crash, and then it will bring uh, the desktop with it. Except on GNOME. For GNOME is solid. I love GNOME. Um, Kitty user who, uh, who loves GNOME. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Uh, but um, yeah, it completely crashes the shell, uh, plasma shell, uh, because we're all on plasma. Uh, it, it brings down the the shell, Kwin, and everything with it, and uh, we they pinpointed the uh, the issue. For that, you have to have the uh, lib32 Nvidia utils uh, for the latest version of Nvidia drivers, which are 5.35 now. Uh, if you don't have that version, you need to uh, wait for your distro to push that specific lib32 uh, NVIDIA utils. Then it will run fine-ish because as soon as they introduce this hardware acceleration thing, uh, Steam is using twice as much memory because there's a memory leak, as you mentioned. Uh, and uh, it will make the whole system uh, feel like uh, you're running on a... 20 megahertz system today <laughs> it will bring all the resources with it so yeah there's a lot of bugs i've seen those bugs i've seen some of those bugs because i enrolled into the beta and i've received the hardware acceleration thing like uh, almost three weeks ago uh but uh they shouldn't have pushed it to stable because it's still unstable yeah yeah anyways it does sound like they have some issues there to clean up but it'll be interesting to see when it does get stable how well it works um yeah i don't know if just don't enable effects on uh, on kde if you enable effects like the wobbly windows and like on zero linux as please disable those if you want to run steam <laughs> because currently steam is having issues uh, with all these effects disable color, them. color me weird i i went i moved back to a stock sway config i disabled all transparency so uh, I've got no transparency, no no blurs, no no wobbly windows, and I've been fine. So basically, Steam looks like it never received an update. I mean, I I've got modern looking Steam. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well. I, I don't know about you guys, but have you ever really even cared about how Steam looks? I mean, no. I spent so much little. The best. Oh, hey Matt. There's a big important. Matt. There's a big important part. Sorry, uh, I I need to cut you off here, Josh, because there's a very important thing that was mentioned by someone. I forgot on which video. The file picker in Steam is no longer uh, the, the weird ass one by Steam or whatever. Uh, yeah, it uses your native not, file picker. It uses your native uh, file picker now. It's no longer that weird Steam one. I don't think I've... I'm, I apparently don't use Steam as much as you guys because I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever opened the file picker inside of Steam. I have to use it. I have the Steam Deck. <laughs> I just download things from the Steam store. I don't have. To, I don't do anything crazy. Apparently, I'm not crazy. I and mean, I, I have to, I have to, uh, you know, point, when you just point select my to Steam change library, library location. Because, you know, my Steam library is... Uh, on a server, not on the local system, so uh, I, uh, I need and to me, it's the on path. a separate, a completely separate drive. Uh, so. I'm one of the, I'm one of those people who just redownloads my library every single time I switch to a disk. You have a good internet. You're not like me. You have a good internet. You lucky. You lucky. You lucky boy. You lucky boy. It it takes me seven months to download my Steam li library. No thanks. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's someone who agrees time. with me. So. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the contact information. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so in any number of ways. The best way to do so is head on over to the website, which is linuxcast.org. There you'll find previous episodes all the way back to season one, as well as several blog posts that I do throughout the year. So head on over there, check those things out. You can find Steve on YouTube at youtube.com slash zero Linux, zero with a Z, with zero with an X, not a Z. Um, Josh is tenleyj.com slash soccer. You'll find all of his stuff there uh to follow, follow him and stalk him around the internet if, if you wish you can I mean, you're all filthy stalkers yes <laughs> uh you can f support me on patreon at patreon.com slash linuxcast you can contact all of us via email because i get the email and i could pass it on to everybody if you need me need me to at email at the linuxcast.org uh what else uh, you can subscribe to the linuxcast on youtube at youtube.com slash linuxcast if you haven't already and you're watching live hit that 
like button because hashtag YouTuber. And you can find all of our contact information at thelinuxcast.org slash contact. There you'll find other stuff, other links for Steve. You'll find Tyler's stuff. You'll find the link for Josh as well as you know, Mastodon and Odyssey and uh, PeerTube and all that stuff. If you need any of that stuff, uh, thelinuxcast.org slash contact will all be there. So. That's the contact information done completely without anything in front of me, which is nice. I, I finally got it memorized, I think. Good job. Good job. Mostly. Good job. Anyways, so, Josh, your second link. Uh, well, Firefox is, uh, is going to be the first web browser to support uh, pipe, uh, PipeWire native camera support. Uh, in the event that you're not in the loop, PipeWire is not was never actually intended to be an audio system. In fact, it was it was to fix Linux's horrible video stack first. And uh, then they realized that, hey, audio on Linux sucks just as much as it sucks on, on uh, video. So uh, we're going to take a break from video for a little bit, work on the audio. Now they got the audio relatively at a, at a good place, so they've been working quite heavily on the camera or on the video, on the video side again. And then when so, they get that uh, done, the audio will be broken again. Yeah, pretty much. But anyways, uh, what this is going to do is make it so that if you're using like a PipeWire native patch bay like Helvum or QPW Graph, uh, Firefox will actually show as as a thing in there that you can point your camera to. Hmm. Which uh, you know, if if you're de- dealing with like live streams or professional broadcasts, it it's actually really cool where, because then you can point your video feed wherever you want as well as being able to use the same camera source across different applications without having to rely on a virtual loopback camera. Uh-huh. Uh, all I can say is, screw Firefox. Vivaldi has had that for ages. Nobody cares. Uh, Vivaldi <laughs> has not been using PipeWire's camera no. support. Oh, I thought it was. Nope. Okay, I was wrong. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, still, nobody cares. <laughs> uh uh, th- until they fix their bugs, I'm not using Vivaldi. Uh, until until Vivaldi is actually open source, I don't care about it. Yeah. Um, so, theoretically, Josh, if I wanted to, I could use Discord inside of the browser Yes. when this is enabled and then still feed the camera to OBS as well without yes. having to set up V4L. Yep. Hmm. That's, that's tempting. Even though I don't really... I know. I don't really like using Discord in the browser. We could do that. Maybe we maybe or I, I technically I te- we could I we could just use, use Jitsi uh, in a browser. Yeah, well, could I technically use, use uh, Discord in a browser because I use it in Ferdium, and Ferdium is a well. Is technically, a, I, mean, I use it in the browser too because it's just Electron, but um, it usually seems to work more natively with yeah than in the browser. But this this is this is tempting because. Then at least you guys will be able to see me when I do things. Because <laughs> right now, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the people who are watching the stream can see me, but the boys can't. So unless they nope. look at the stream, and that's just kind of the way it has been because I haven't been, I haven't set up uh, the V4L loopback thing. Josh said he was making me a video in order to learn how to do that, <laughs> and he did not. The lazy. I've, I've been working on literally everything else in the world. I've I'm, I've been struggling with some issues here, man. You had one job, <laughs> one job. It's okay. I'm sorry. We lived with it for this long, it'd be fine. All right, Steve, your your um your second my one. second one. My second one is a pretty interesting one that I never thought existed. But uh me being um as old as I am, uh I uh I've been I my first computer ever, ever unbeknownst to anyone, was a Unix based system called the silicon graphic i know, I know that anybody. it's unix it's unix yeah actual unix and not fake unix <laughs> yeah well uh it was my dad's computer but uh, i call it our com- first computer because we all used it uh and i discovered polygonal my first game was a polygonal game called race uh where you drive a freaking car which is made out of lines <laughs> no solids only the road was a solid even the trees were lines they were not filled but uh yeah the reason i'm talking about about that is because my second one is about uh, a distro not very common because it's called not so common desktop environment <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's uh, not a distro it's a desktop environment 
well, it's a desktop environment. Okay. Uh, well, so, some distros use it, right? Mm. <laughs> I, that's why I called it a distro. I don't know. It's, it fixes in my mind like a distro, but it's okay. a desktop environment that uh, is based on FVWM. It uses FVWM for its window management. Uh, but when I saw the screenshot, I was like, uh-oh, I'm back in 1994 because that's when I had the silicon graphics, which cost us $25,000 back then. Uh, but it's very reminiscent. It looks like Unix. Uh, our my the, 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 the desktop environment is so reminiscent of Unix, and I love it because it brings me back to my roots. Uh, and basically, as far as uh, I didn't know that, but Josh told me earlier that it's what XFCE used to look like. Didn't know that. I yeah. just got introduced uh, to XFCE uh, this year, last year. Light of the uh, paint. It 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 wasn't the same layout or anything, but XFCE was not was was not always a GTK desktop environment. In fact, they used to be based off of the extended toolkit, which well, was a fork from the common toolkit. Okay, well, you got to be more. I mean, XFCE is older than GTK, so of course it wasn't a GTK toolkit. Yeah. XFCE has been around for a very very long time. Yes. Why are they still at version four point eighteen then? They should be at version a Because it's, it's literally uh, they, like one dude. <laughs> It's, it's like 10 people. Well, yeah, but it's the one guy is like the... It's kind of like Vim. Is like There's multiple people behind Vim, but it's one guy doing all the... the I don't know. It seems like he's like the face of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, well, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but FVWM is is the alternative window manager that MX Linux has, right? That's the reason why I've tried... I, I feel yeah, like I've tried Yeah, I think that. so. Yeah? yeah? Okay, so I have tried, oh, and, tried and Or maybe XS... This- no, no, no. Uh, MX uses a uh, Fluxbox. I Fluxbox. So FVWM was. It's one of the w- distros that I tried. Like maybe spy, maybe Spiral Linux. Maybe it's one of those really rare, rare Debian-based distributions that I tried. Get. Not that I care about window ma- uh, window managers, but uh, okay. Uh, it's gonna drive me uh, nuts until I figure it out. Well, uh, the surprising thing in. This one because it's a desktop made desktop environment that that whose purpose is uh, to look like something uh, from the nineties. Uh, they use they're going uh, in this new version. They use the Qt six integra- uh, library. They're integrating the Qt six library. Uh, so that's, it looks old, but it's on bleeding edge. Yeah, that's what we call irony, boys and girls. It just looks old. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it lo- but it looks awesome. I, I'm. S- if it weren't a if it weren't a window manager, I, I would have been so inclined to, to to try it. But then again, Unix was a window manager in the end. Uh, it wasn't really a desktop, a desktop environment. environment. That, it was really a desktop, a desktop environment. environment. Everything was floating, and it was kind of weird. It was a hybrid. So, are uh, we going to get uh, common zero or zero common anytime soon, <laughs> or not so zero? Uh, no, but I'm <laughs> go- I'm going to be messing with it in, in a VM because I'm really interested to go back to my roots. Uh, it's going to take me a while to get used to it again because what I loved about Unix was the bottom drawer or dock, but it wasn't called a dock back then; it was called a drawer, uh, and the applets uh, that 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 were called I forgot what they were called something related to a belt. Okay. But I don't remember it, exactly. Explain to me, Steve, why you'd use the not-so-common desktop environment and not just the regular CDE. What's the differences? Is, is the NSCD better because it uses QT6? Well, it's actually I didn't know that the, <laughs> that well, no, CDE the most, existed. CDE, <laughs> no, CDE was still maintained in October of last year, so I'm assuming it's still going. I'm looking at Wikipedia, maybe, but so. I, I just discovered this uh, yesterday when I saw the news. But uh, I was like, eh, "That's interesting. Something I can test because it's something I used to use, like uh, the the look and the feel." So I want to see if I still remember it because in Unix, uh, although it was a desktop environment slash window manager, uh, everything was done via command line on Unix. You wanted to get to user whatever whatever it was. Uh, uh, easier to get to it via command line than finding all the folder or file manager icon and uh, everything was done command line and the uh, uh, the the way unix used to uh, used to work this is this is the first time i was introduced to forward slashes instead instead of backslash because unix uses and linux use 
like normal people, forward slashes, not like Windows, backslashes. Uh, so that was what, what I got, uh, where I discovered that there's, okay, you go to user slash whatever, but the slash is forward slash, not backslash. Uh, it was... It was it was my first foray into something that's not Windows, that's not macOS, uh, and I enjoyed using uh, Unix. But most of the time, my dad needed the computer because he was uh, uh, he was rendering uh, an ad for Abu Dhabi duty free, uh, and that render took four months, so we couldn't touch the computer for four months. So uh, it was a full 3D ad. Uh, but in the times where I could touch that computer i was enjoying a game called race uh, and uh, sim city i used to play sim city on that thing which sim city uh, just playing sim city before uh, sim city 2000 i think it was called 2000 yeah it was a good one yeah yeah the 2000 the 3000 when it came out i didn't like it mm -mm. uh but uh, i used to play sim city 2000 on that thing and it was amazing i we still have the monitor it's downstairs in the in the store but the computer's dead because uh, rot and uh, <laughs> uh, and rotten uh, age. what do you call it? rust? Uh, all the drives have rusted. The motherboards have rusted. Everything has rusted. But the monitor, we still have it, and it was the very first uh, nine, uh, no twenty inch flat CRT with uh, something like something that uh, is similar to HD, what we call HDR today. But it was a professional monitor, so that studios back in the day, like uh, those, uh, the monitor that we have is one of the monitors that was used on Tron, while they were uh, they were working on Tron, the first one. Uh, that was the exact monitor they were rendering there, uh, and almost the same computer except less powerful. So, and well, they had more money to buy uh, more powerful computers, but we have a similar model uh, that that Tron was rendered on, and the exact same monitor. So. Uh, it's in the shop one day. I'll uh, send you a screenshot. But uh, that desktop environment, I, rec I recommend anyone to try it because you want to get back to Unix. This is one way to do it. Okay. So, Move yeah. It, and it uses, oh, I forgot to mention, it uses the CSS theme integration. Now it will have CSS theme integration and GTK3 fixes. Because it still uses GTK3. Okay, moving on to the last link of the day, which is mine. Uh, so the Linux devs, the Linux kernel dev developers led by a team at Intel ha are working on fixing and cleaning up the boot process for Linux x86. Uh, it looks like they're patching, so far they're like, what, 17 patches trying to bring a lot of the stuff that happens during the boot process to a different point in the process so that it speeds it up and isn't, as they say, held together with uh, haywire circuit, duct tape, and superglue, as it is apparently right now. Uh, interesting that they describe it that way uh they they talk about how a lot of the things can be moved uh to later in the phase in order to make it less fragile and convoluted um which is well interesting. ubuntu are working on a snap only uh distribution it's called uh, the whole os is a snap no it's not <laughs> there's no yeah. way they're packaging yeah. system d as a snap um oh trust me it's somewhere on Foronix if you scroll somewhere or is it on nine to five Linux. It I, I sounds like one. hell of a ch and there. I heard the this. I assume that was just user level programs. Just they don't. Yeah, and and the and and there was one I mean, argument from uh, Ubuntu where they said we don't care about people who hate on snaps. We're continuing. Not that. sure what that has to do with my my article, but okay. Uh, just uh, <laughs> just random thought. I mean, <laughs> yeah, random you, thought. I mean, I can raise ADHD, you the fact that dude, that, a, ADD, a, ADD, buddy. A, a, sorry, Steve. I can I can raise you that uh, Fedora Silverblue is literally just a Podbean container. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so to get back on topic here, Matt. <laughs> hey, don't look ADD, at me. I I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> apologize. To, ADD. To get, back, so what to, do? Get, to get us back on topic, uh, if you guys have ever had a boot failure from from when the uh, you know Grub handed off to Linux because Linux said that was ready, uh, this this will actually this actually addresses that issue, because believe it or not, and uh, as some of you, some of the users that have you know messed with like a full disk encryption system, you know. It takes a little while before you get that password prompting to uh, decrypt your disk. That's because, you know, the Linux kernel is actually single-threaded right up until it's fully loaded. And uh, one, one of these uh. patches is setting up parallel CPU bring-up support, which basically means that uh, 
you're going to have parallel processing on boot. <laughs> Josh, it's illegal for you to have all this information in your head. It's literally, or did you just Google it? No, it's literally <laughs> linked at the bottom of the page. You see? Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it says that at the very bottom. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, the the when the why is the I have always wondered why the why is the kernel only single threaded until uh, uh, why do they have to wait till it's fully loaded for it to be multi-threaded? Because uh, parallel processing is a module that has to be lo that has to be loaded up in, into the kernel. Dude, and the reason why uh, it's that, written uh, as that a mod, reminds me, and the reason that why reminds me of when downloads in browsers were single single threaded up until recently, and not all browsers support downloads in multi-threaded. But uh, that's weird because so the I, reason why the, the reason why it's written as a module is because it was the easiest way to get it working in the kernel when multi when uh, multi-core CPUs came out. Because uh, the CPU mm. scheduling in the kernel itself, like if in the core kernel environment, is actually really complicated, and nobody wanted to touch that mess. And uh, now, now there's actually somebody being paid to touch that mess. Well, well, where there's money, there's a lot of activity. Uh, but uh, what do you think? I, I just wanted to ask you guys because uh, this is in line also with uh, what w uh, will things get better if uh, if and when uh, AMD keeps their promise of becoming fully open source maybe the kernel will be better maybe Are I'm hoping because because my system will be a fully AMD by 2030 I mean uh, one way or another it's going to get better or we're all just going to switch to BSD and then we all get to start all over again well, yes, because remind me of a f once Linux starts working properly, we will want not want to use it anymore, so we can go use BSD instead. <laughs> and then and then we'll, well we'll all work really hard to get BSD up and running and working properly with everything. And when that when that happens, we'll move off to some other thing that doesn't work. It's our uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just move to that uh, operating system that's written entirely in Rust. I can't remember the name of it off off the top of my or head. Or right we move now. or we we all move to running cubes OS. <laughs> it's just the that's just a Linux distribution that runs a whole bunch of VMs. It's not anything different. It's it's very hard. It's very complicated. Uh, but someone on your server, I think it's a lady, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or a guy. I don't know. I I, I don't from usernames. I don't understand. Uh, but someone on your server uh, is running full time uh, Cube's OS. If I and I, yeah. I wonder how because my friend who knows a lot about Linux, uh, tried CubeOS. He was like, hey, in order to run CubeOS, CubeOS flawlessly, uh, if you run a lot of VM, if you want to run a lot of VMs, you have to have a lot of horsepower. Basically, RAM and storage. But yeah, because uh, <laughs> that friend uh, uses a lot of VMs. I would try VMs I use a lot of VMs, <laughs> but I really want to use, you know, Steam and stuff, and I don't hey. want to deal with the GPU pass-through. No, stuff. you can't. No, in in Cube's OS, you can. You can just install Steam in its own environment and have it isolated completely from uh, the rest of the system, and uh, just share the networking between them for internet. How, and how does it pass your... through the GPU? Does it handle all that stuff for you too? Yeah. yeah. It jo makes pa uh, Josh. GPU no, of all things, that happens. Yeah. Well, what about it? It it's passes. Cubes. It passes through the GPU and everything automatically without yeah. you having to deal with all the nonsense that goes along with it. No, you yeah. don't have to mess with anything. You just as tell long it which as, GPU uh, to use. As long as uh, you have uh, virtualization supports set up and configured properly in like your your uh, EFI mm -hmm. system uh, BIOS, like so, like make sure that IOMMU uh, VTX or whatever or SVT yeah. are turned on. It should just work. Yeah, it, you just tell it, it, it will, when you are creating the VM, the yeah. container, basically, uh, it will ask you, if you have multiple GPUs, like in, uh, integrated plus uh, dedicated, it will ask you which GPU you want to pass through. Yep. And then, uh, and it just works. So it's not... It just works. So it's not, it, you can, is it shared path or, pass, pass through or just, you have to have a second card? No, no, uh, it's uh, shared. So uh, basically you have one GPU, that's it. That's all you have in your machine. You tell that uh, VM to use that GPU. That's it. Hmm. Simple, simple as day. 
but the problem that a lot of people that use Cube, Cubes OS, and I only know three uh, total, uh, is sometimes if you have a proprietary card that you uh, network card, for example. Uh, it's Cubes, got to be a little bit. Cubes is Cubes is one of those uh, Linux Libre uh, distros. Yeah, mm. that's why I said I mentioned the proprietary uh, thing. You can get it to work, but when you get get it to work in the host OS, as it's called, the host uh, OS, but it's not really a host. It's just a desktop environment that houses all your VMs. Uh, to pass through proprietary stuff, once you get it to work, it's going to be very difficult in the VMs. It's going to involve a lot of terminal commands. But other than that, if you if you have a open source uh, card, no problem. Everything works. Uh, and uh, I was surprised. It just needs a lot of horsepower if you want uh, a VM for Steam, a VM for uh, brow- uh, Browser 1. Uh, if you want to v- another VM for browser two, another VM for browser three, and another yep. VM for three D graphics, and that's why when VM you said for- you were doing that VM challenge, I told you to look at look at cubes. I looked at it, but I wanted to. I didn't think that the pa- the GPU pass through thing was automated because I've looked at GP shared it's- GPU pass through, and the process is a pain in the ass. Yep. It, yeah. When when it comes to KVM, yes, but I don't know what it's using. It's using its own thing. Uh, it's it's, it's a. Uh, what the hell is it called? It starts with a like a C or something. It's the other one that is major, other than KVM. It's using the same. It's using the same thing that XCPG, XCPNG is using. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head either because I've never messed with CMU. No, CMU is a fucking <laughs> game emulator. But uh, it, 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 I was surprised. When the the guy showed me, hey, see, you select your GPU, you done, you click next, and uh, off the ra- off to the races. It's using Zen. Zen, yeah. that's it. Zen. Yeah. Yeah. Zen. That's it. Uh, uh, so, uh, I'm I'm pretty. I want to try it. I'm really interested to try it, but I'm gonna. But the problem is, you cannot try it in a VM. <laughs> if you want to try it in a VM, <laughs> yeah, good because luck. you know it needs that virtualization support to actually function. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you have to. Good thing I have a spare, uh, a spare SSD. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, I I'll, might I'll give that a try. I wish I offered you more than just Debian and Fedora options. In let's the let's do that as the next challenge. <laughs> I'm already. I'm, I'm willing already, to do uh, that one. I mean, uh, I. Alex was sitting there asking me how my FreeBSD installation was going out, and I was mentioning in chat how you know FreeBSD was limiting me to 56k Wi-Fi and, and high-speed USB, which is basically glorified USB 1.0. Uh, we've dropped <laughs> that uh, installation. So, uh, Steve, I'm already on it because this ThinkPad is currently running Cubes. Oh, cool! Uh, I'll do it for next week if you want. If you guys wish. No, it's not going to. Um, we're not going to do it next week. Um, but if you no, want, if you want, okay. if you want to install it and start using it, you can. We can do it for the next challenge, but it, we need to put some space between you know the last one and the next one. Okay. Um, um I'm cool. You know, monthly challenge. Yeah, that's a plan. It'll be fun. Uh, I agree with that. That'd be okay. Um, I need to finish my Debian review first. Um, well, Debian uh, Debian twelve is uh, uh for. Since I've been using it for a while, uh, and I turned it to zero Linux, so it looks exactly like what I showed you earlier. Of course, it did. Uh, of course, because it's zero. Uh, it's, it, everything that's in the zero house will look like zero. So uh, beyond that, I've had no trouble with it, and Wayland works on KDE uh, on it. Someone that's in my really server strange. got Qtile up and running on twelve, so I'm gonna work on that later on today. Oh yeah, the 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 the. the uh, how to call it? The code word for you to try something is Qtile. Yes, of course. Yeah, I guess <laughs> for me, gotta, it's KDE. Gotta have Qtile. Um, gotta have KDE. Anyways, <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the last part of the show, which is the thingies of the week. Now we call them the thingies of the week because uh, we were clever and didn't want to get copyright sued because of using something else like apps of the week or picks of the week or whatever so we've called them thingies of the week get your mind out of the gutters gutter so josh what is your thingy of the week uh i i don't know if i've talked about this one before but my thingy of the week is actually something that's really useful especially like if you're if you're a home labber it's called tail scale uh basically what it is it's it's a vpn service but it's not like an actual vpn it's it's what's referred to as a mesh vpn which basically means that the Yes, you can connect to you. Can, you can connect to this virtual machine, and then everything is on a virtual machine network. 
but you also still have access to outside traffic as well. So basically what to break it down is just like I can spin up a Jellyfin server on my local network, uh, have that server uh, server also run the Tailscale daemon, and then on my phone, I can use Jellyfin on my phone while I'm on the other side of the country and be able to watch stuff from my server without having, without having to set up anything like port forwarding at all. What? Yep. And now you tell us about it? <laughs> now, uh, Tailscale itself, it the central authority server for it is is a bit proprietary. That said, oh. if you want an open source alternative, it's called Headscale. Head? <laughs> Headscale. Head. Uh, yeah. Tails yeah. and heads. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still use the Tailscale client, which is free and open source. It's actually MIT licensed. The client itself is. Uh, you can use, use uh, the Tailscale client to then connect to uh, your Headscale server that you have running somewhere and then it just works ju- just like as i described that'll solve my ongoing flex problem where my port forwarding doesn't work and i can only access yep. my flex uh, library inside the house outside i can't see because yep. it keeps saying failed 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 and now that thing you're talking about will solve my problem uh, um, I've, y- 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 I've never had problems with it with port forwarding it's always get fucking linux permissions that's, that drove me nuts when it comes to Plex or Jellyfin, trying to get them to actually read an external hard drive is just. Uh, well, I don't use external hard drives. I have like what one, two, three, four, five. I have thirteen drives in this uh, tower. Uh, it's my HTPC. Uh, I I enable port forwarding on on my router. It just will refuse to work. It just connects for a few seconds. It says, "Okay, you're go. You're good to go." As soon as I refresh the page, boom, it's back red. So, um, thank you, Josh. I will be trying that. You're welcome. All right, Steve, mm. your thingy of the week. My thingy of the week is something that Josh made me aware of uh, that is available on Zero Linux and didn't even know that I integrated it in Zero Linux. Uh, it's called Piper. Well, I, what I did was I integrated anything related to input on Zero Linux without knowing what a- anything was. I was like, well, the more things I uh, related to input I integrate into Zero Linux, the more people will, uh, will let the less people will ask me to, to add things. Uh, but apparently, it was integrated on Zero Linux. Uh, and it's called Piper. What Piper is, is a GUI mouse and keyboard configuration tool for Logitech. Not just Logitech. Well, not just Logitech. Logitech. Most it's it's for it's it's intended purpose is so basically what Piper is is it's a lib rat bag rat bag daemon lib, lib rat bag front, GUI. it's yeah. a front end for it uh, lib rat yeah. bag is a daemon that runs in the background that manages all of your gaming peripherals that are not Razor because Razor has that are own, not Razor because Razor has its own proprietary yeah, it has its own stuff. thing yeah uh, yeah but uh, anyways it what. What it allows you to do is, you know, take like your 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 Logitech MMO gaming mouse and actually make these bu- buttons actually functional, and and yes. uh, you can reprogram them and everything, set up the macros. You can even uh, modify the that's RGB. The, that's uh, the only mouse I have, which Josh has as well. Uh, yeah, this one. I never thought I would meet anyone on the globe who has the same mouse as yeah, me. Yeah, I've got this but, one. I've also got the this mouse as well. Uh, yeah, then, we saw we saw your screenshot. We saw your screenshot. I have that. <laughs> and then, uh, I actually have that mouse sitting behind me. It's funny. <laughs> but anyway, it allowed me to configure uh, the the forward and back because I don't use them as forward and back. I thought I had to be on Windows to program them, but apparently Piper does uh, allows you to do that. I'm like, you, with that. Why didn't I know about this app since the beginning? Well, and I'm the one who integrated it in Zero Linux. Will that work with uh, Elecom Huge trackers? Uh, I believe it does. Uh, yeah. you might might need to uh, do some reading up on it, but uh, I think it does. It works with the Microsoft Trackball that that is like from 2011. <laughs> uh, let me see oh. here, Elecom. Elecom. I'm Elecom? looking this up. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very neat uh, front end for LibRatBag, and uh, it just works. No, no hassle, no nothing. It made my life easier, and finally, I was able to, con- uh, to configure those buttons. I got sick of pressing the button that slowed down my uh, my cursor because there's a there's a slow motion button for some reason on this mouse. You click it, it makes your mouse go into slow motion. Uh, but yeah, I was able to program this one, the front, the back, 
I was really happy. I'm so stupid. Me stupid. Uh, I don't me see include Ele- things. Me no know what to include. What I, I don't include. see Elecom devices on these on these supported device lists. Yeah, I don't see it either. But I do I do see that there are a couple of Rocat devices too, which I believe they they use the same controller chips in 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 the mice. So you, it, it I would say that it's at least worth to try. Just to see if you know it shows up. It, yeah. If it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal because you know it's just two packages you install and then you just remove them. Well, uh, again, I, I found an uh, input mapper. Input mapper will work, and I'm pretty sure I saw it's more, it's more difficult. that it was either via it might have been via that does we work with mice too. Some some of them, anyways. But, um, anyways, but again, uh, but again, thank you, Josh, for. Uh, Reminding me that I included that on Zero Linux. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so mine is surprisingly enough a game. So Tyler has been trying to get me to play Zero AD for a while, and I'm I've been much of a coward to play because I'm not any good at it. I was like, like astonished. Did a miracle just happen? Astonishingly or am I bad. Missing something. Um, Did I, but a miracle has just happened. Uh, Matt played a game. I know. Uh, anyways, there is a kitty version of Zero AD. <laughs> That's what I call it. It's called Kingdoms and Castles. Uh, it, it actually has more, it has some more function. It's kind of like a mix between Zero AD and Civilization. That in that it has like diplomacy and trade and stuff like that, like Civilization does. Um, you can do diplomacy and trade in Zero AD too. Can you? But nobody, we just haven't done it. Nobody ever told me you could do that. Uh, they, no, just, you, they just wanted to attack can. each other. Um, anyways, uh, Kingdom and Castles. It's not overly complicated. It's not a huge open world or anything like that. It's it's more it's smaller than Zero AD. The graphics aren't as impressive as Zero AD. It's much more like cube based. Um, it's also fifteen dollars, but it's on sale right now. Yeah, it's always on sale. Like I think I think I ended up paying like three ninety nine for it when I bought it. Um, so it goes it goes on sale quite often. Um, it is highly enjoyable. It's so much fun. Even if you play on the land version instead of the island version. The land version, huh. you can't. There's no other players, no AIs or anything. So in order to get AIs, you have to have the island version. But uh, if you just use the one that you're playing by yourself, it's still fun because you have to pay attention to so much, so many different little things in order to get to get it to work and stuff. It's kind, you know, kind of like you do in Zero AD. Only it's you know not as complicated as that. So I've been playing that. I think I've played it like nine hours in the last week, which is for me a non-gamer. It's quite a lot. Yeah. So, um, I've been and it, and it was free. It was free on GOG like uh, a few days ago. Really? Yeah. It's it's um it's a good game. I, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've also been playing Skyrim on my Steam Deck, which is again. Wh- you you're, you're carried your Steam Deck for longer than five minutes. Yeah, I, I play. I played with. I played Skyrim for an hour, like three or four times this week each and then double I, and miracle then I, people double miracle people mark this episode I also, mark this episode also, it's a double miracle uh, episode i also bought uh god of war that does not play well on the steam deck at all um you should have asked me first i had god of war i got it for 28 dollars, and I, re- I regretted the moment i got it for the because i got it for the steam deck and boy the steam deck 25 minutes it went from in 25 minutes it went from 100% to 40% uh i wasn't worried about the battery because i didn't get that far it got so hot i had to put the steam deck down and then it just completely crashed the whole thing and started over um so that was it wasn't a good experience i'm assuming it will run better on the computer so i'll give that a try on the computer. it's not running for me for some reason for uh, uh starting the latest update the latest few updates it launches as long as the game is in the background and I, I can see the, the dock and the top panel, it runs. As soon as I bring the game into the forefront, it freezes. Hmm. I, I reported the bug upstream to, to, to them and no reply yet. I also bought uh, Cyberpunk 2077 2077 because uh, it was on sale. Ah, you did what? Oh, uh, that game, <laughs> that game is... is <laughs> I will send you a video of a game that we should all buy and try. Uh, you know, you know, No Man's Sky. Any you heard of No Man's Sky? I've heard, I've of, heard it. of it. Yeah, they, they, they. Uh, how do how do you put it? How do you guys put it? Uh, it's uh, No Man's Sky on steroids. Uh, I forgot the name of the game, but uh, Is the it introduction Star video. Citizen? No, not Star Citizen. Okay, it's, because at that point, uh, I'm definitely not touching. 
No, no, no. It's not subscription-based. It's nothing based. You buy the game and that's it. Uh, but uh, it's coming, I think, towards September. Uh, but it's uh, uh, No Man's Sky on steroids. And <laughs> you can build your ships and only your imaginations is, uh, imagination is the limit. Uh, some guys, they showed out examples of people going wild. They built their ship that looks like a mech. Uh, a ship like uh, that looks like a handbag. A ship that lo looks like a shoe. <laughs> so, but the graphics are amazing. It's uh, it's a Bethesda game, but the graphics. Oh my God! I was going to cry. Oh, uh, but it's No Man's Sky. About. You got a thousand different iterations of planets. Uh, it's it's humongous. It's huge. The video was forty five minutes long. Uh, by t uh, there was Tim Sweeney there, uh, not Tim Sweeney. I don't know what's his name from Bethesda, the guy with the glasses. But anyway, uh, it's an amazing game. I recommend anyone, and it's gonna cost like uh, sixty bucks, like any other game. Uh, uh, Starfield is the one you're talking about. No, I'll uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you which one. It's on my server in the game section. In the game. Well, the one where you're talking about that people uh, building like mech mech looking uh, ships. Uh, that it's. Says I'll tell you what, ah, release, it's called uh, Starfield Direct. Starfield Direct. Yeah. Yeah, Starfield Direct. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I, uh, if, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm going to pre-purchase it. and It's an open world, so don't expect to finish it in 100 hours, but expect maybe 10,000 hours. Uh, but Because uh, you decide what to do. There's no missions. You decide if you want to do missions. You decide if you want to follow the story. Uh, or you can just enjoy the game, just discover, build, pirate, do whatever. Uh, speaking uh, of mine, the Kingdoms and Castles, there was a big update today with a whole bunch of new buildings. Uh, so uh, I will down I will download that. I have the GOG one because I got it for free. All right, um, it, that's it for us on this episode of the Three Cast. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at thelinuxcast.org. Make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. Before I go, I should take a moment to thank my current patrons, which uh, I always do at the end. So thank you guys very, very much. Thanks everybody who does support me over on Patreon and YouTube. You guys are all awesome. We do record this live if you want to catch us live every Saturday around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we always have a good time with the chat and everything. So head on over and subscribe to youtube.com slash linuxcast where you'll find uh, the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can find out when we're, when we're live. We'll also notify you in the Discord server. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right, take care, All buddy. Right. See ya.